You're listening to The Conservative Conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. The Conservative Conscience is here to help you cut through the rhetoric and noise and explore the politically right way to think about the issues. You'll dive into one of the most insightful conservative minds in America. Conservative Review's senior editor, Daniel Horowitz. And along with co-host Joe Koss, they break down the major issues in Washington. You are now entering The Conservative Conscience. And welcome back, folks, to The Conservative Conscience. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz. Great to be back with you guys again. It's October 10th, the afternoon of Columbus Day. And believe it or not, we do not work for the federal government, so we are actually not off today. We're all working. We never take off. Gosh, we had to stay up that Sunday night to watch the X-rated uh, exhibition between the two dumpster fires last night. So we never get a day off here. But, uh, you know... How appropriate it's Columbus Day, charting new courses, new waters. For today, I want to discuss the topic of how much longer will conservatives exemplify the definition of insanity by continuing to do the same things and get the same failures. I want this recording to kind of be, let's say, the culmination of everything we've discussed the last two months and my gosh i mean i should just play a recording of my previous podcast and they're evergreen they're evergreen for what goes on every day remember two weeks ago we discussed we started discussing the bankruptcy the intellectual and moral bankruptcy of the conservative media conservative figures how they become no, no different than the left accepting everything the left does but as long as you could find something where, well, the media is even worse and it's the media's fault and the Democrats did it too or the Democrats did it worse, so then it's okay. And you'll just defend it and go into the gutter and it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> Boy, was that on display this past week, this past weekend. Um, you know, obviously the, the discoveries about Trump is, is nothing new to anyone who has really known who this man is. Um, there's certainly a lot more where this came from. And believe me, the media will be dropping it slowly over the next couple of weeks. Um, this man is just purely immoral from head to toe. And I just want to get out of the way here. I'm not getting involved and I'm still not getting involved in, oh, who do you want to privately vote for in the in, in, at the polling place when you just have him or Hillary? Do you stay home or do you vote for him? I, it doesn't matter. And I already did a podcast explaining why I feel it doesn't matter. And I want to fortify that here, why it doesn't matter. I want to lay out the two options here. What we could spend the next 30 days and then the subsequent 30, 60 days after the election doing, the two paths we could go towards. The path that, I'm, that I fear we're headed on versus what we can do being like Christopher Columbus to discover new frontiers, to chart a fresh new path, especially when the path you are on is completely insufferable. It is completely, um, there are traps in, at every path. There is no way to cross it. Think of the end of Psalms 142. I mean, that just really comes to mind as I'm talking now. There is no way out of this. We we have tried everything. We've tried primary challenges. We've tried to fight legislatively. We've tried on popular issues. They don't listen. This whole thing about Trump or not Trump needs to end. It's moot. It's over. And, and, and those of you who support Trump who listen to me, 
this is for you too. I, I think we could all agree to this. Right now, we have this whole fake fight. Well, are you Paul Ryan or are you Donald Trump? You know, are you either a Trump or the establishment? So if you don't agree to standing behind the immorality of Trump, you're now the establishment. And it's, I mean, it's it's neither. It doesn't matter. There'd be one thing if Trump would say, uh, you know, he, he'd be riding high. For whatever reason, he'd be very electable. But we have moral issues with him. We have ideological issues. Say, well, you know, you don't want Hillary and it's better. I mean, I'm not I'm not blessing that. I'm just saying I can understand that. That whole debate is moot. He will not win on November 8th. He will not be president. I'm not expressing that as with glee, with, um, you know, uh, with a degree of, of, of sadness. Neither. It just that is just a fact. He was getting crushed and that was his own fault. People don't want Hillary. And he blew himself up. That was before, you know, the media dumped the oppo thing on him on, on Friday. And that 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 was that that was already baked into the cake. Early voting is already beginning. This man has never won over the demographics he needs to win over. The only difference you're seeing is what keeps going back and forth is whether a number of conservatives desert him or whether they stay with him. But either way, what I'm trying to tell you is this whole interconservative movement debate over Trump is moot because even if every conservative votes for him, as you guys well know, that's never enough to win a general election. It just isn't. Um, so, you know, normally you have a pendulum during an election where you, know, you have each candidate has their high and low points. And, and usually, I mean, unless one candidate gets lucky, usually the outcome, that the, the, the pendulum winds up being somewhere in the middle at, at election day, but, you know, obviously a little closer to one or the other, and that's going to determine the, the victor in that race. But in this case, if you look at you know, the high point is Hillary literally winning an LBJ 1964 style victory. That's her her high point. Her low point or Trump's high point was just about even. Trump just started to break even right before the debate. But even then, it really wasn't. If you look state by state, he was never favored to win um, consistently in Virginia and Colorado. I just never saw it happening. And he never led in Pennsylvania because you need Pennsylvania to make up for the loss of Colorado and Virginia. So, I mean, again, I'm not a horse race guy, as you know, I'm the conservative conscience, ideological, the vision, the issues. But that, that, that is important here. It's a fact. He cannot win. Right. There is so much more where this comes from. They're going to continue just dumping and dumping, dumping more, more stuff on him. And as early voting begins, she's going to bank insurmountable leads anyway. So even if something amazing happens or something crazy happens in the world to tilt the scales towards Trump or if WikiLeaks comes up with some major thing uh, on, on Hillary, a lot of that lead is going to be banked already. Right. He cannot win. I mean, this stuff is devastating. So what do we do now? So I could spend the next 30 days like like Rush Limbaugh and the rest of these guys, the entire conservative media. Well, but Bill Clinton did the same. Look at what Bill Clinton did to women. The media doesn't care about Bill Clinton. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. We have we, we have lost ourselves. If you want to know why the culture is like this, look at what conservatives are. Look at what passes for a conservative in 2016. This is all fine. We're all we're all fine with this. 
And again, it's not a matter of one statement or one video or one comment. This is who he is. He is the prototype of everything we are fighting against. He is the culture, cultural rock god. Does this mean that the Democrats aren't? There aren't at least as bad? No. But where is the floor to this? You take this to its logical conclusion. Here's what we're going to continue doing until the end of time. We're, we're going to keep supporting Republicans, this fake Republican Party, that's going to be as liberal as anything on the policy issues, that's going to be as immoral personally, but you'll always be able to hang your hat on pointing to something that some Democrat has done that's even worse, Well, the, and, and then point to the fact that the media is biased because the media wasn't bothered by that. <laughs> talk, talk about the, the soft bigotry of low expectations. This is what it means to be a conservative now. So what's the point in spending the next week defending the most indefensible things when just so we could beat Hillary and the guy can't win? Even if you're one of those like, we should stand behind him. But the reality is the voters, not just me or Steve Dace or some other people writing more positive columns about Trump is not going to make a difference. This is outside the realm of talk radio or the conservative media. The voters we need to reach aren't looking at that. You can't talk over something this potent that's everywhere. The metrics on social media, if you look at there's no way any conservative, if every Republican and conservative politician would stand behind Trump, it's not going to matter. Right? This is whole false narrative. Oh, they're hurting Trump by jumping ship. It's not going to matter at this point. It, and this was before it came out. And believe me, this is the tip of the iceberg. Because Trump has been such a self-immolator, the other side has barely used their oppo book. I mean, they're just beginning here. So he's not going to win. There's a, and by the way, it's so funny. Again, just this is the theme I want to get to. The fact that we're so short-sighted and we just look at everything in a vacuum, everything binary, everything, whatever the media puts out in front of us, this or that, this or that, and that becomes the biggest um, story to capture our consciousness at any given moment. So it was so funny. Friday, Trump is done. Trump is done. And now, you know, Sunday night, he's regarded as having a pretty good debate performance, which really wasn't good. It was just that Hillary was actually finally got asked about Obamacare and made a fool out of herself and, you know... Um, so it was relatively better, but certainly not going to ameliorate his image with the voters he needs to. I mean, it's not going to make a difference. But, oh, man, now he's back in the game. He's back. No, actually, he's not. Um, it's like it's a ping pong every day. This, that. Eh. We, we just focus on we need to focus on the long term. So what I what, what I picture us doing is the next 30 days, you have the entire conservative media lose their entire credibility, whatever was there, intellectual honesty, moral honesty, lose themselves by going to new depths of the gutter to um, defend what, you know, what we're not supposed to be. And by the way, it just, sorry for the tangent here. It really hoses me when I hear people say, oh, all men talk like that. We know, come on, this is what a common man is. Actually, no, all men, real men, real alpha men, type A men, don't talk like that. You know, there, there's a respectful attraction to women that God made, designed exactly to have holy matrimony, to build civilization and have children through that. Um, and like anything else, I mean, sexuality is a very 
lofty thing. God made it that way. Um, but like anything, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, and, and the other side could easily corrupt it. So now all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, this is what it is. Well, what do you mean? Oh, he's just attracted to women. Oh, no problem. Um, but anyway, so we could spend the next 30 days talking about this all the time. And he's going to lose anyway. Then, and, and we're going to convince ourselves that, oh my gosh, Hillary cannot be allowed to win. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I agree. I wish it didn't happen. I did everything I could to avoid this, not just during the primary, but really over the last number of years. I did what I could do. I, I'm, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just here to tell you, she will be president. There's nothing I could do about that. So then, what do we do November 9th? Here's what's likely going to happen, but it doesn't have to happen. No, it's your fault because you supported Trump all along. No, it's your fault because you undermine Trump. Trump, Trump, it's going to keep, everything is going to keep being defined about Trump. And if you understand what's going on in the party, Trump is not the source of the problem and he's not the solution. Really, what it's been in retrospect is just a year and a half long distraction. This party was done with on so many levels. This is so much broader I, I hope to have some future articles on this building the case to start our new Freedom Party. I'm just calling it that for now, the American Freedom Party, but maybe a different name. But we, we, we could continue on the same path. But that path has already been blocked. There is nothing left to do. And I think we're headed towards that direction. Trump came along to a lot of people, given the packaging and everything, outsider and not a politician, the way he talks, especially harnessing, harnessing the immigration issue. So, you know, a lot of people bought into that and felt he was a solution. It's not worth relitigating that. It's over. So what do we do from here? So you're going to have this false choice. Oh, were you with Trump or are you with Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell now, the establishment? This is why it is so important we chart a new course. And we as constitutional God-fearing conservatives makes the first strong play. The problem with our the problem with what's going on is that everything is a vacuum. Everything is a vacuum of binary choices that you're made to believe like you have to make a choice. And really there's a lot of other things we can be doing and we don't have to nor should we get involved in dumpster fires. Let me give you a good example. And anyway, I want to update you guys on, on Syria. Anyway, Syria is a great analogy. If you watch the um, the Sunday night debate, I was pulling my hair out listening to everyone. Hillary, the moderator, Trump, Mike Pence, and the VP debate. They're all wrong. And I'm going to have an article coming out on this, why they're all wrong on Syria. Everyone's like, what are you going to do about Aleppo? Huh? Huh? People are getting killed. What are you going to do? Are you going to allow Aleppo to fall? I couldn't believe this. Martha Raddatz asked, are you going to allow Aleppo to fall? Uh, fall to what? To whom? So you literally have Assad, Hezbollah, Russia, and Iran fighting a multi multitude of splinter Al-Qaeda groups. Ahar al-Sham, another group that kind of had ties with Al-Qaeda, Senior, senior leadership, now they're they're on the outs, and the Islamic State, among others. And then you always have the Muslim Brotherhood lurking in the background there. And the people are a mere reflection of that, right? I mean, it's not a matter of like, you know, Germany in World War II, you get rid of Hitler and the Nazis, and it's a Western liberal democracy, you could rebuild Europe. There's nothing to do here. And you never even had a country. These were tribal groups that were cobbled together in a country after world war world war one a poorly drawn map that that's really the original sin here 
You have Islamic theological civil wars going on. You're not going to solve that. There's nothing we can do other than get our own troops killed. We're not going to save anyone. It's a sad reality of life. I'm not saying there aren't innocent people that don't get killed in terrible Islamic civil wars, but what are you going to do about it? All right, Daniel, are you going to let Assad um, stand for what he's doing? Or do you want? Do you not want to defeat ISIS? Well, yeah, I want to defeat all of them. But like now that they're all fighting each other, that's actually the next best thing. <laughs> um, th- that's a good thing. What we should be doing is focusing on putting American interests first. And, you know, you don't want Jordan to fall. You secure Jordan. You ally with Sisi in Egypt. You help the Kurds. You make the plays that you can make that don't cost us anything, but they net benefits and they serve our interests. And the rest, you just let Allah sort it out. There's nothing you can do. It's the same thing here. You have the establishment. And you have the Trumpists. And you have the Democrats. And you have the media. You know what? Let them all have that have out. This immorality is not as bad as that one, so I'm going to go with this. And and again, this is different from if you ultimately want to choose on a ballot who to vote for. I'm not cast, casting aspersions on that. I'm saying if you're a conservative media figure and you're going to spend your entire time focusing on this. As we said in the last podcast, imagine if the entire conservative media focused on holding rallies for Judge Moore, for North Carolina, for religious liberty, against judicial tyranny, on against sanctuary cities. I mean, there's stuff we can be doing. We could fight on the issues. Fight for your down-the-ballot guys. Fight for Art Halverson in Pennsylvania, running, ironically, as a Democrat, um, just because he was able to get on that line, but he's a conservative, um, against Bill Schuster or Joe Miller in Alaska. Dan Forrest, lieutenant governor in North Carolina. We got to keep that seat. Some of the folks in Texas, some other southern states, we got to keep the legislatures. But no, they're going to focus on nonsense. This is the time for everyone to unite. It doesn't matter at this point. If you recognize that the Republican Party is dead and it's a one-party oligarchy and it's going to be miserable when Hillary wins, and even if Republicans maintain control of the House and Senate, they are literally going to do nothing to stop them. What do we do? And the answer is very simple. You do what Abraham Lincoln and his colleagues did in 1854. You recognize that the Whig Party is dead. Ironically, the Republican Party was born out of a similar situation that we're confronted with now. You had a party that couldn't stand up, that really, they never stood for anything, the Whigs. They were just very regionally dispersed, different interests, um, you know, Henry Clay had the whole American system infrastructure business, but it, they were never united. Um, and then the the consummate issue of the time was slavery. And you could not get moral clarity out of them on a single issue, even slavery. So the Kansas-Nebraska Act in 1854 was the final straw. They were like, wait a minute. So you're not only tolerating slavery, now you're good with expanding it. And that's exactly what you see now. Not only are the Republicans and even conservatives that that buy into this party, not only are they okay with the existing empire of welfare, of cultural rock up that has been baked into the baseline ever since FDR and LBJ, right? We're, We're done with turning that back. But they're okay with expanding it. I mean, the transgenderism, they're not lifting a finger. You have the courts. You have, obviously, foreign policy. They're completely bankrupt. Every single issue, sovereignty, security, um, law and order. I mean, my gosh, our neighborhood's being burglarized 
the likes of which I've never witnessed. We live right outside of Baltimore. And um, this this is a winning issue. The, sub- the suburban vote is the swing vote there. Nobody wants this. I mean, this transcends politics. This transcends taxes and abortion, everything. Nobody wants this. Yet the entire Republican Party is for the Soros jailbreak agenda. And by the way, that's the first thing they're going to do after November 8th if we don't mobilize. We need a new Freedom Party. The Republican Party was born out of free labor, free soil. I'm sorry, free... Was it? <laughs> I'm forgetting here. Free labor, free uh, land, and free so- free soil, is it? Man, I'm losing my own mind here. Um, but either way, um, it was born out of freedom. That's what it was. It was born out of freedom. And that's why we need here a freedom party. We need an American freedom party. Oh, by the way, it's free labor, free land, free men. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that, folks. But we need a party that not not just stands as, you know, the ultimate conservative party, the ultimate home that we need for our movement, that's for sure. But to break free of the shackles of the Republican Party and actually harness the opportunity that will be given to us by Hillary Clinton. The good news is the people don't want the Democrats. They don't want Hillary Clinton. She's the worst face for the Democrats. She would have only won because Trump self-immolated. She will have no mandate. The millennials, hate they hate the Democrats. They hate the Republicans even more, but they hate the Democrats too. This is a way to break out of it and make a party dedicated to ripping power away from the federal government. You, you tell people, instead of saying conservative every second, that's ultimately our goal, or even constitution, certainly you don't deviate from that. In terms of messaging, you focus on we are going to empower local communities to decide. When you have all of politics hijacked by 50 states put all into Washington, the, with only you know definition of insanity is repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. Republicans, Democrats, Republicans, Democrats. Think of your neighbors that kind of get sucked into some of the Democrat nonsense, but they're not hardcore. Maybe they vote on and off different parties. I'm sure you know many people in your lives, maybe family members, that by golly, they live conservative lives. They're better than this. They're better than the Republicans. They're better than conservatives. They're better than everyone in politics. But for whatever reason, they get sucked into just whatever the media puts out. But they're disappointed in the Democrats. They've had enough. I mean, everyone is. That that's There's no doubt about that. Everyone has had enough of this. Imagine if you had a new party that just said, we are going to end this two-party monopoly and we're not just going to do it by saying oh we're a third we're a new option but we are the option of localism having your community so you could have these fights locally obviously as conservatives we want we're going to fight for conservative values social values you know fiscal values in our communities in our states but let's face it demographically the blue states are lost anyway i mean so rather than having a 50 state gomorrah let's try to have limited to 1520 state Gamara and save the rest of the, the, the other states. And, and, and once you rip the power back, a lot of things are going to change. If you have a new party that has intellectual consistency and that respect to say, no, we are going to follow the system of governance we adopted. And when Congress and certainly the courts and the executive branch do things that are beyond their power, the states are not going to listen to it. 
that will completely pull the rug out from under this. And don't tell me it doesn't work because just look at what the Democrats do in blue states. They do it all the time. What do you think sanctuary cities are? Not listening to federal law. But this is what we need. We need a new party. And, you know, you, you, you focus the national priorities for the national federal government on sovereignty and national security. And then you focus on free markets, civil and religious liberty, property rights, local empowerment. I mean, this is term limits. This is the type of stuff that is, again, it's not just conservative, but it will appeal very broadly to so many people that will be looking for answers. Nobody's going to be happy with the November result, except for your short cropped haired, you know, quasi lesbians in your inner city, uh, um, you know, colleges where you have these professional students until they're 45 in college and aren't married and, you know, they love Hillary Clinton. But there aren't too many people like that. No, you know, even even a lot of minority voters that obviously will definitely vote for Hillary. Nobody loves her. So, you know, there is a certain game theory that, you know, th- this might work out for the better ultimately. Ultimately, this might force us to do what we actually need to do. But I'm warning you guys, we need to make that first play because most people are not fixed in their ideology. Most people don't think about this all day is like like you guys do. I have the I know I know this. I have the most intelligent and informed audience. We do a conservative review. You guys know know everything. You know, I really you guys keep me on my toes here. Um, But most people aren't like that. And whatever is put out in front of them, it's, it's this or that. The binary thing is so. I mean, this is what it is. Who are you going to support? Um, so, you know, now people go towards Trump. He's anti-trade, so everyone's anti-trade. It doesn't have to be that way. And that's my point. Um, but if you have, I guarantee you, if we don't start our own party, someone else is going to make a play. And that whole Ann Coulter, Breitbart, Cabal, the nationalist populist progressives, um, they're, if they define the landscape as the new way forward, you're going to have a lot of reasonable people like, look, I'm not going back to the party of Ryan and McConnell. Everyone's going to need an outlet. And that's why it's important that we stop repeating the failed mistakes. Well, I, I, I could just picture it come November 9th. Oh, okay. Let's look at 2020. Uh, who's up? Who's down? Uh, Mike Pence. Uh, let's see. Oh, dude, like We keep doing this. Like, Stop it already. And the good news is God is closing all the avenues for us. There's nothing we can do. We're losing every primary. We're losing every issue. You can't operate within the party. But again, the good news is the people agree with us on a lot of the issues, as witnessed by the people electing two-thirds of the state legislatures are Republican. The problem is it's all going, all that energy is going to this fake vehicle that is a false flag operation. Until we break out of that mold, nothing will change. You can't make a single play in football, much less win a game, much less go the duration of a season, when you have 80% of your offensive linemen taking the ball and running in the other direction or downright tackling you if you want to make the play. It doesn't matter. It's so much bigger than this. It's so much bigger than Trump or not Trump. It's so much bigger than Ted Cruz. In retrospect, even if he would have won, he would have been very limited in this capacity. And, and also, you would have so much of the baggage of the Republican Party so, you know, you'll automatically start out with 49% of the people against him. Anyone would. We need to break loose of this. The time has come. In the 1850s, 
the Whig Party lost all sense of moral clarity on the issues of the time. And there's no one issue of the time. We have a lot of things. We have sovereignty. We have security. We have our civil society broken. We have, um, you know, obviously the, the culture of dependency. We have the religious liberty crisis. We have the property rights crisis. We have the federalism crisis, the judicial tyranny, the system of governance flipped on its head. We have the decivilization agenda. But the common thread is there is no moral clarity. Republicans will not wage a united, righteous, appropriate response on a single issue. Nothing will make that happen. I am convinced of that. I have watched every single legislative battle and I've been intimately involved in it since Republicans took over the House in 2011. I've been involved in most failed primaries. This will not work. I am sure about that. I don't have all the answers how to start a new party. It is very difficult. But it's a lot easier now with social media. It's a lot easier now that the people want it. The time calls for it. And Hillary Clinton will do us that favor. We just got to act sooner rather than later. For now, I just want you guys to... If you can go online and support our donors, our, not donors, I'm sorry, we don't have any donors, we're privately funded, our um, sponsors, preparewithcr.com, build your emergency food supply from Patriot Depot, 99 bucks for 140 meals. Look, with everything going on now, who knows what's going to break loose in November. You want those meals on hand, that's something I endorse. Also go to patriotmobile.com, conservative mobile carrier, don't give your money to Sprint, AT&T that, have, that donate funds to P- Planned Parenthood and liberal organizations, liberal causes, Hillary, Cl- Hillary Clinton's campaign. Donate to a group that is of conservatives, by conservatives, for conservatives. This is how we're going to bring back um, our society, by fighting back in the boycott culture, fighting back in, in the business world, which is a big part of the landscape now. And that's the thing. We got to make the clean plays we can. Support the people and the issues we can. Fight for the causes we can. God doesn't want from us to support one immorality against the other, especially when it gets this bad. And you know what? Fortunately, it's not a tough decision because it doesn't work. It has failed miserably, the lesser of two evils, since 1988. It doesn't work. We lose anyway, and we are going to lose, and we're going to continue losing if we don't chart a new course, just like Christopher Columbus set sail to discover a new continent that would create the freedoms we have today to break away from the dumpster fire that was Europe and that still is Europe. Sadly, we become like Europe now. We need a place to go. But in lieu of another land, in lieu of discovering another continent, at least could we just discover a new political party? Is it that hard? We'll have more on this next week. Also, remember to listen to Thursday's podcast you're going to love. I'm, God willing, I'm going to have Judge Rory Moore, the man himself, the man of the hour, on on this show. You're not going to want to miss it. That's a man you can support. We're going to have we're, we're going to talk about ways we could we could help him then. But until then, we'll keep you posted. Conservativereview.com is your place. Make that your homepage. God bless you and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Conservative Conscience.